The contents of this broadcast are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute legal advice. You're listening to The Labor Law Report, the podcast dedicated to timely HR and employment law news, powered by Personnel Concepts, your compliance partner, with your hosts, Leon Frierson and Stephanie Balicki. If you're looking for the latest in labor law, we've got the report. Hello, listeners. Today we have a special episode of the Labor Law Report where you'll hear real questions posed from Personnel Concepts customers to attorney Jeffrey Fucci, the employment law expert and speaker from our latest hosted webinar. Jeffrey, a graduate from Vermont Law School with a dual master's degree in JD, serves as in-house legal counsel to a diverse group of corporate clients in such sectors as medicine, technology, health, food, and media and he provides counsel to his business clients on matters including labor disputes, employment negotiations, anti-discrimination, workplace policies, equity agreements, non-disclosure agreements, and general consultation overall. In the question and answer session you'll hear next, attorney Jeffrey Fucci answers multiple questions concerning COVID-19 workplace policies and guides for lawful mandates. Listen to the end to receive this very timely and useful guidance. So let's take a moment to answer some questions from our audience that were submitted during the presentation. So Jeff, I'm just gonna ask you a couple of questions that came through here. Um, so we have a question, uh, our audience member is asking, so they said 80% of our workforce is vaccinated. They don't wanna wear masks. How can I protect the unvaccinated that do not want to get the vaccine? That's a great question to the member of the audience. If, if 80% of your workforce is vaccinated and the 20% is not, this takes us back to what we said about the um, need to have a, a policy in place that's communicated about what you're going to expect. Certainly you could make it a policy to vaccinate everyone, or you could make it a policy for everyone to wear a mask. You have those options, but here you wanna do the most possible to please the greatest number of people. What I would recommend is consider the business necessity, consider the safety of all, and most likely request the 20% unvaccinated folks, if you know who they are, to continue to wear a mask. Uh, that would be a accommodation that you would provide, uh, allowing the, the accommodation itself is allowing them to work, but requesting they wear the mask. Alternatively, you could choose to allow no one to wear a mask, um, and, and the vaccinated people would be, to some extent, taking that risk. But I wouldn't advise that because that doesn't seem to be the way most guidance is going. The guidance seems to be that unvaccinated individuals uh, who are mixed in with vaccinated individuals should be wearing a mask. So that's a little bit outside of what we talked about, but definitely have a policy in place. I would say the 20% should be asked to wear a mask. My experience so far in this issue and in labor law is that if you ask the 20% um, to, to, to wear a mask as the accommodation so they can continue to work and be unvaccinated, I bet you that that number will get down pretty quickly to, to 10 or 5%. I don't think 20% of the workforce has a protected reason for not wearing, uh, for not getting vaccinated. They probably just have, uh, uh, they just haven't done it or, or have some reason that doesn't reach the level protected. So I would ask the 20% to wear a mask, inconvenient for them or not. And I would hope that that would encourage them to, to go get vaccinated if they can. And the remainder should wear the mask uh, until COVID uh, guidance has issued more from the CDC saying that we're out of the woods. All right. Thanks for that guidance, Jeff. Um, we have another question here. I'm just going to keep moving along. Okay. What about an employee who says that they will not get vaccinated because the vaccine is not FDA approved or they just don't believe in it? How could an employer legally respond to them? There is definitely a difference from having a protected reason to not get it. So we assume here that the policy is we would like everybody to get a vaccine in that question. There is a difference between having a constitutionally protected reason to not get a vaccine 
and just not liking it or being afraid of it. Fear is not a protected classification. Uh, unreasonable fear, even less so. If the employee doesn't want to get it just because they don't want to get it, uh, I generally recommend not giving that employee a hard time because we want to try to accommodate the broadest possible spectrum of, of individuals. But again, back to the same answer, that employee is then going to have to wear a mask if they want to come to work. Um, it's, not a, it's not a good enough reason to engage in the process back and forth of what's your, what's your basis, what's your um, protected classification, you know, and, and what kind of accommodation can we provide you. Just skip right ahead to the accommodation and say, well, then you're going to have to, you're going to, have to wear a mask. I think that's the best way to go if most of the workforce is vaccinated. Thanks, Jeff. Um, now we have a, a privacy question here. So we have an employee that tested positive for COVID. What are the rules with letting, letting other employees know she has it? What can we tell our clients? For example, can we say so-and-so has COVID or should we say someone in our office has tested positive for COVID? Right. Uh, that's that's a great question, Stephanie. I had a lot of clients who came to me with that uh, earlier in the pandemic when there was a lot more um, a lot more uh, fear and and uh, concerns in workplaces. The answer is, the answer is, as the employer, you have certain obligations under HIPAA to not uh, have access to medical information about people and then share it with the office. The way that this this is actually handled and the way it's legally handled is that you're allowed to tell employees that they may have been exposed to someone with COVID, and then you can pick based upon how your office is structured. Do you want to say someone in your uh, on your floor, someone in your wing of the building, someone in your department, someone in this office. Depending on how much that will single out the person, that's how you handle the uh, problem. I apologize for that guidance being a little bit on the vague side, but every workplace is different. You have to look at the size of the, the size of the workplace, and the ultimate determination is don't single out the individual, but give the employees enough information so they can protect themselves. So, if you're working in an office of a few people and the office is small, then you say someone in the office may have been, uh, it may have been uh, tested positive for COVID or there could have been a COVID exposure in the office. We wanna make you aware of this and please act accordingly. 99% of the time, employees in these situations know who the uh, employee, other employee is. It becomes obvious to them when that person is sick and not at work. However, as the employer who has access to confidential medical information, you cannot by name legally uh, show who the individual is. So make it vague, but also effective. Tell them again, you know, a person in your group, a person on the floor, a person in this department, something of that nature, based on whatever it will be to not single out the person. Um, so moving on, a couple more COVID questions here. So can an employer ask or require proof of the vaccine? My understanding is that would fall under the employer vaccination policy. And I believe the employer could subject to having to keep that information as confidential as they would any other medical information. Uh, so my understanding is that they can require proof of vaccine as a private workplace because that falls under the business necessity and the safety. They can require it, but again, that information can't be shared because of confidentiality related to HIPAA. And the policy has to be applicable to all. An employer certainly would not want to be uh, caught singling out a certain uh, group of people or any particular person maybe perhaps because they thought that person seemed sick and asked them to prove vaccination. It has to be generally applied to all and noticed to all. Um, I would err on the side of caution with that. I've heard a lot of employers are not comfortable asking for that information, but if you are going to ask for it, make sure it's universally applied to all and keep it confidential. 
Thanks, Jeff. Sorry, I keep putting you on the spot here, but we have a couple more COVID questions, so I'm getting through them. Um, we are hearing a lot about uh, fake vaccination cards. Does an employer have a duty to confirm the vaccination record is authentic? Ooh, well, I think that I think the answer there is is that the employer only has the obligation to the extent that the employer wants to fulfill their own policy. Beyond that, the question would be: Is the if something happens to someone else and the employer is brought to task over it, if they're accused, for instance, of negligence, if, if they didn't have a policy that kept everyone safe, would they be responsible to finding out about fake COVID identification cards? My answer to that is going to be like any fraudulent document that a person submits to an employer, there will be an affirmative defense for the employer that somebody else committed willful fraud. So I think that the answer is uh, overall, I hope I can give my answer on the spot. The answer is that will be an affirmative defense for an employer in the event there's a lawsuit. They were exposed to fraud. They took reasonable efforts to try to implement a policy. And then the person who provided the fake card would be the person to whom the liability shifts in the event of an incident. Or the employer could even uh, perhaps sue that employee if they had to in a lawsuit because that employee did something that was fraudulent and willful. You can't you shouldn't be and you cannot be faking uh, uh, those documents. Those are semi-official government documents. They should not be uh, being tampered with. But if someone's tampering with them, I think it's safe to say that the employer will not be held liable for that. Very nicely put. Uh, moving on, I think I have time for maybe one, two questions. Um, if an employee doesn't want to wear a mask, can I actually ask them to sign a waiver at their own risk? If an employee doesn't want to wear a mask, I think that everything that we've discussed so far today says that that can be a fair policy. I go back to what I've said right along. The policy has to be noticed and equally applicable to all. So to avoid getting into a situation where making them wear a mask goes from, because again, we can look at it a few different ways. If they choose not to have a vaccine, assuming they have a reason for it, giving them the right to come to work, but asking them to wear a mask is a reasonable accommodation. So at that point, you're providing them a reasonable accommodation to do their job. We don't want a reasonable accommodation to go and to transist into something else and become an adverse employment action. So what I mean in, in simpler terms is don't create a situation where, where that person is singled out and forced to do something that, that no one else is aware of or has to do. The way you avoid that is you create an affirmative policy and say to your employees, we uh, would like everyone at the workplace to be vaccinated, those who are unvaccinated, um, can come to us and contact us if they have a protected reason. We'll provide an accommodation. At this point, we believe the accommodation will be uh, to wear masks and use hand sanitizer, which are recommended anyway by the CDC. Uh, if you, you know, if there's any issues with wearing a mask, come to our attention, discuss it with us. Um, those who refuse to get a vaccine or wear masks in the workplace uh, will be asked to sign a liability waiver. I think all of that's appropriate as long as it's put into a policy and the policy is applied equally to all and notice to all. Thanks so much. Okay, one more question here. I, I'm thinking it might be a quick one. So do employers have access to a list of vaccinated employees from the CDC or in general? That's a great question. I don't think the answer to that question is yes. I think that I think the answer is no. From what I understand, um, at the agency level, the CDC, your local hospital, your state medical uh, division, whatever division of the state government deals with medical, my understanding is that all that information is being aggregated together uh, for government record keeping purposes to detect trends and uh, statistics based on where COVID is, where the spread is, what demographics of people are, are vaccinated versus not. 
I don't think that's information. I know for a fact that's not information you can readily get anywhere. And I don't even think you could open Public Records Act, request it, because it falls under HIPAA. And I don't think the government, if, if the government's gathering it, they're gathering it for reasons that would be exceptions to HIPAA because it's a, it's a national emergency. And that gives the government a little bit of uh, leeway there. But they're certainly not going to share it with private employers upon request. So I think the answer to that question is no. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff. And unfortunately, we've run out of time. Thank you so much for answering all those questions that we threw at you on the spot. Thanks to everyone who submitted the questions about today's topic. And thanks again to Jeff for taking the time to answer them. Welcome. The contents of this podcast are provided for informational purposes only. All topics and scenarios discussed are general in nature and do not constitute legal advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought. Personnel Concepts and the hosts of the Labor Law Report specifically disclaim any and all liability arising directly or indirectly from the reliance on or use of the contents of this podcast. 